Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com/acast. Bum 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 bum. Bum 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 bum. Bum 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 bum. Welcome into a brand new episode of BLT Bets. Still don't have the budget from our bosses to do any sort of an intro. They, they gave up on the pod after seven episodes, and we're like, you guys can have your own intro. You don't get any more copyright-free music. Uh, good you times. Sucks. Uh, welcome into the pod, as always, brought to you by our friends at PointsBet Canada, live in Ontario. Uh, gents, it's been a minute uh, yep. because Bag Voke and I were out in the six. Well, to be fair... We had a plan to record a BLT bets on Friday. Weekend got away from us. Before we went to the first Jays game we were at. But then literally when we got to Toronto, it was basically land, lunch, real life Jays. Yeah, we didn't have time. There, ah. Yeah, there was no time for anything. But anyways, uh, to tie that into this podcast and the betting angle, boy, did we ever bet a lot when we were in Toronto. There's just something, there's something about betting when you're on vacation and the and doing it with a group of people because we were you were there with three buddies jay and i like yeah. to bet so we just as a group the six of us just kind of dove into it yeah and uh we really did and the jays did they ever disappoint um so i mean i'll just say my friday i went heavier than normal in both unit size and just general bets you're on vacation. Money isn't real. Super though. excited. Exactly. Super excited about the vacation. Super excited to kick things off. Jazer got absolutely stomped on Friday. There's like, I'm a diehard Jays fan. When I go to games, it is a four-hour flight there. It's an expensive time, but it's like, ah, I finally get to see my team play. And even if they lose, generally, it's like, okay, I still got to experience a game. That first Cleveland game was miserable. Is that the worst game you've been to? Jays wise, yeah. yeah, they were down by like what eight in the third inning. Yeah, Ooh. and like especially because leading up to it, we were like, oh, like you know, Barrios is gonna start now because the game got rained out against Baltimore. So like, how many K should we do? Four, five, six? <laughs> oh my god! Ah uh, no! Uh, so that was not good because I was heavy on Barrios strikeouts, Jays to win, Jays team total, Vladdy to hit a dinger, <laughs> and it was just like eh, 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 eh. the Jays had like two hits. Yeah. Awful, miserable. Next day, we do Jays first. That didn't even go well because they won two to one. Yeah, off two dingers. They don't cover the run line, which we all had. I had, I just had money line on that oh, one. Oh, good. That man. was the only thing I did right. What was it paying? Not very well. No. I don't but remember exactly win. what I got a win, but I wasn't plus odds. Yeah, no. So like that wasn't great. Although Mitch White threw a gem, he was solid. He hit the over on his strikeouts for me. That was all fine and dandy. But I parlayed it with the money or with the run lines. So I was like. Shit. I think the only person that actually legit won any money on game two even was Jay because he had a Chapman dinger. Uh, yeah, he did. Um, and then we went to the TFC game and we took your advice and we bet on corners nice. as a collective. Well, hang on a second. 
you told us to bet on corners, which we were all excited to do. Again, the same six of us. But mm-hmm. for TFC, we decided let's all go in on the same bets together yeah. okay. so that we could cheer for or against whatever's happening. The fun way to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do that too. And I it was all of us. It was our first MLS game. So why not do it that way? Who'd they so, play? Por- Portland? Portland. Portland. Okay. Poverty. So <laughs> we start putting bets down. And you told us to bet on corners. So we're all digging into the odds on corners. Mm-hmm. Threw bets down. And then all of a sudden I had, we're walking towards BMO field and I'm like, I wonder how many, what's the average for corners in an MLS game. So I Googled it and we were all under the average. So we're like, Oh shit, this could start off badly. And then we just stopped for a quick coffee on the way to BMO. We met two TFC guys that were just waiting for their coffee with us. We're like, Hey, it's our first game. We're going to TFC tonight. What do you think? And they were just like, defense is not going to be a thing tonight. So bet the over. Mm -hmm. We're like, really? He's like, oh, yeah, boys, bet the over, no problem. So we're like, all right, we're betting the over. These guys sound like they know what we're talking about. And then we get there, and then that's where the fun was of all of us counting corners, all of us counting for goals, all of us just, all of it. So So how how many corners did you go? Well, so there were four in the first 20 minutes, and we had under eight and a half. Yeah. And some of us did exactly one to nine or whatever, or one to eight or something. Okay. Yeah. So I had two different ones a little bit. I had a tiny sprinkle on under eight and a half and then a little bit more on under nine and a half. Mm-hmm. But then like Tyler said, four corners in the first 20. I'm like, oh, I'm fucked. But like early on, like when there was one at like the nine minute mark and we were like, okay, like it's kind of on pace here. Like we should be doing all right. And then they hit back to back corners. And then there was another one down at the other end. And we were all like sitting there like, Oh shit. And it's still nil nil at this <laughs> yeah. point. And yeah. we all have the other bets we did were over three and a half goals. Yes. And then TFC to win parlayed with both teams to score. And that was like plus two sixty or something. Yeah, that really was a juicy, juicy one. I was really happy with yeah. that one. So we're sitting there, it's getting towards halftime, and it's like, oh my god, like there's four corners already. That's gonna be a sweat. They'd cooled down, but it's like still nil nil. It's like, oh my god, we're getting slaughtered, boys. Um, <laughs> and then the turning point was when we went to visit our friends at Points Bet in the Points Bet booth. Yes, in their in their little area. The Points Bet guys graciously welcomed us into the suite. Yes, it was good. and then that's really where the luck turned. Yeah, TFC, bang bang, they're up two nil. You're feeling good, and the so goals just didn't stop. So then we're like, okay, the corners have slowed down too. TFC up by two. We're like, we need Portland to score though, so we can hit that. That juice. one, the, yeah, we can hit the juice. And one of my favorite things was when Portland scored and the six of us were kind of like, yes, <laughs> quiet fist bumps, like, under the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was Toronto in the 41st minute, so right before half. And then, yeah, sorry, Portland tied it up in the 73rd minute. So at that point, you're thinking the over's dead at three and a half, right? Yeah. Portland ties it up, so we're like, okay, maybe we have a shot here, like, as long as TFC wins this. So then we became diehard TFC fans, yep. and they scored six minutes later. Unreal. Wasn't it, wasn't it the Insignia goal? Yeah. That was a sick goal, too. Yeah, it was a great goal. And, and there then, was the the attempted bicycle kick right in front of us that, awesome. that Jay had bet on that dude. I don't remember his name now. Bet on Jim that guy specifically to score. Yeah. And that would have been an all-timer right yeah. in front of us. On the you know, Makes up for the Blue Jays. Would have. It would have, but like, ultimately, hit the over, yeah. hit our, hit the juice, hit the corners. We hit everything for TFC, and just that set the tone for the rest of the night. We were just pumped. Almost forgot about what happened at the Jays game, to be honest. <laughs> yep. Only, only one corner in the second half too. They ended with five in total. So like the under cleared easily. Uh, TFC games, what a vibe. What yeah, a vibe. Fun, hey? They were so much fun. Oh, my God. I know uh, Caroline spoke about them a few times because I think she used to go quite a bit when she worked, when she lived there. Yeah. And 
said they were really good. I went to a soccer game too. Didn't bet though because I don't think you can. Uh, the Canadian Premier League game, hmm. Calgary. Oh. It was awesome. It was really fun. Uh, one thing I did want to bring up on the corners quickly. So I made a bet. I lost it. But I bet that Chelsea would score two goals against Everton, win the game. And I believe I did six and a half corners. Do you guys just want to read what that says right there? 16. <laughs> just, Chelsea had 16. Just a bit outside. <laughs> yeah, just I, I got that one. So I didn't win the bet, though. But I thought it was funny that the corners are usually the one you sweat on. And they had 15 in the first half. So We were sweating on it, too. Because, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, like Tyler said, four in the first 20. We're like, uh oh. <laughs> but then, like, once TFC scored that goal and they were up 3 1, it was just like, oh, forget about it. Like, we the drinks were flowing at that point. Yep. The last sort of 10 minutes with injury time or whatever was a good time. And then our walk to the bar was a good time because everyone's happy. That's the best part. Like, whatever. When people want to be like, oh, degenerate gamblers, blah, blah, blah. That enhanced our sporting experience mm. so much. The group of us all doing the same thing, all rooting for the same thing yeah. at a match we otherwise really wouldn't have cared about. Well, I was excited to go because I just, I like going to see sports that I've never seen before. And vibe was great. Atmosphere was great. They have those people down at the end, the one end that just don't stop with yeah. the chants and the yeah. flags and the bang and drums and shit. And that was fun to watch. But like Tyler said, when the six of us had the same bets, when the fourth goal hit where we all got the over, the celebration in the points bet box was electric. Electric. It was uh, a similar story. At one time, it was an uh, Oilers game. It's when they beat the Ducks. I think it was 7-3. The game, Paul Yavi got hurt after he scored. Mm. Um, I was there with my girlfriend, and we were like in the lower bowl, right behind where the Oilers kept scoring, and I hit everything. Oh, it's and fantastic. everybody around me hit everything. <laughs> like Right before the mm. game, you could see... There was a few a few young couples like in front of us and like a group of a group of guys and you could just see everyone on like their betting apps before the game throwing everything and my girlfriend was like, Does everybody do this? So I was like, Everybody does this. Now pick a goal scorer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well that was part of the fun too, even didn't matter whether we were at TFC or if we were at the Jays game where we would just be yelling down the row at each other of what we were betting on. Yeah. It was fun. Was it um I guess, like, in Ontario, it's more welcoming, I guess you could say, with the betting and stuff. Was there anything at the Blue Jays game where you could, like, go up and bet on, uh, like, a live stand? There's no stands or anything. No, nothing no. like that? Okay. Well, we, the fun part about it was, because obviously we're in Alberta. Yeah. Points bets open in Ontario. Yeah. We land, everybody on the nation vacation is like, points bet up, here we come. <laughs> Finally. Let's load it up. We've been waiting. But, good. unfortunately, for us, the Jays also made points bet a bunch of money. Yeah, because the next game was the third game of that trip was also not good. You Thank went to three. Yeah, we went to three. We went to all three. Oh, was, the schedule was only two, but the timing on the Saturday worked out that we were able to go to the Jays and casually walk. Oh yeah, like to we. TFC. Oh, are they close? Yeah, it's a half hour walk. It's three k. Yeah, After casual. A few beers. It's only a five minute walk. Exactly. It was lovely. Stopped at Timmy's. Got coffees and donuts. Kept cruising. I actually had a cheese croissant. Oh, yeah. It was lovely. Ooh. Thoughts? Really nice. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, so the Jays are a dumpster fire right now. They cannot win. They can't do much of anything well, actually. I was I was feeling good last night. I turned on the Jays game. Up two in the first inning. Also, And then what happened? Well, also, we bet a Vladdy Dinger all three games when we were in Toronto. Yes. He does not hit one. He now has homers in back-to-back -back games since the. It's since just we left. the rudest shit. That so rude. Not fair. No. That's Awful. why you guys are all Tawny boys and not Vladdy boys. 
Oh, but we, I mean, I was rocking my Vladdy jersey. It, it was, that's, that's a tough one to swallow. Yeah. Well, and just like, there was a lot that went wrong. Bats were dead. So Defense, good. not great. Awful. And in that second game specifically, brutal. Yeah, brutal. So, so they're, they're a lost team. They're <laughs> a lost, lost team right now. Um, are, are, are there... The Orioles are only a half game back, are they not? Yeah, like it's gone from, oh, hey, like pretty comfortably in a playoff spot to all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, you're only half a game up on the O's. And in we're recording this just after noon mountain time. In four hours, the Jays could be out of a playoff spot, which is just wildly concerning um, when you consider where this team was a while ago. The other thing that's really pissing me off is for so long, it was like, oh, man, Yankees are uncatchable. You're not catching the Yankees. But if the Jay, both the Jays and Yankees are two and eight in their last ten games, if the Jays could have just not been absolutely dog shit for this entire month, we would have been heading into a September where it's like they got a shot. Like if the Jays would have been on a hot streak right now and been eight and two, we would have been talking about a team that's four games back of the New York Yankees. Instead, they shit the bed at the exact same time as the New York Yankees, and I'm stuck in a rut right now where I still bet on this team every day, but I don't know when to stop. At some point, I it's just it's getting too much. Yeah, it's not going well. Well, and even things that we thought were going to be dialed in were barely... Like when Kevin Gosman pitched. Like I know you hit the five strikeout bet you put down, but that wasn't like the Kevin Gosman performance I was expecting to see. It took him like six or seven pitches to get every out, it seemed like. he was Every inning like, was 20 plus pitches. Yeah, yeah. So that was just... That wasn't it. <laughs> so the Blue Jays right now, minus 350 to make the playoffs. Orioles, Orioles, plus 450. I saw them at plus 600 a week ago, and I almost took it, and I'm regretting it because, again, they're a game back of the Jays, they're a game and a half back of the Rays, and they're two games back of the Mariners. There's a very real chance they catch one of those teams and and stay in a strong position now. Like, they're they're an absolute Cinderella story right now. It's incredible what the Orioles have, been, have done, and they are, like, far and away the most profitable team in the majors when you talk about betting. Last night, I was watching the game, and their pitching was just eating the Jays up. And it doesn't make sense because, like, most of these guys are either journeymen that you're like, oh, they're dog shit, but they're not, or guys you've, like, never heard of. It's it's remarkable. And this is a team that sold at the deadline. Like, they gave up Trey Mancini. They gave up Jorge Lopez. They gave up, like, key pieces and are still finding ways to win. Um, if you would have bet $100 on every single Baltimore Orioles game this year on them to win, you'd be up 2500 bucks. They're kind of like the Memphis Grizzlies of MLB this season. That's what they did. Here's another one for you, which is kind of wild. So, Tampa Bay are only minus 155 to make the playoffs compared to the J. Like, I don't know what the schedule is upcoming. Maybe they play each other a ton. But yeah. they're ahead of the Jays, and they have a better record. Like, what do you think of that? Do you think gets Tampa's locked in? I know they're only a game up on both teams or whatever yeah. it is, but, you know... Kind of feels like if they're ahead of both those teams, they should have the best, the worst odds. Of the, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm uh, I'm just looking at the head-to-head -head schedule here. The Jays and Rays actually play each other nine times in the month of September. So that's going to decide it, right? Oh, well, like the Jays schedule, and that's why they got to get their act together in a hurry because this isn't a situation where they can rely on the out-of-town scoreboard. They wrap up their series with Baltimore in an hour here, and then it's four against the Yankees, three against the Red Sox, and then in September, four against the Orioles, five gamer against the Rays, three against the Orioles, four gamer against the Rays, three against the Yankees, three against the Red Sox, three against the Orioles. 
basically their whole schedule, I only rattled off the division games there to show how many there are. They play other teams too. But there's so many just head-to-head games against these teams they're battling with. And it's it'll be tight. Like There's a part of me that, again, looks at the way this team is built. Jose Barrios is having just a horrible, horrible season. The thing that made him so good and such an appetizing acquisition for the Jays was his consistency when he was with Minnesota. Now he's terrible. Gosman's just battling horrible batted ball luck. He just that 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 will straighten itself out with time. Alec Manoa, you know, is maybe looking a little bit worn down, but hopefully he gets some juice here as the game start to mean something. I still look at the pitching rotation they have if in terms of one, two, and three and their order and go, they'll sort this out. Like I think at some point they go on a big heater. And my fear as a better is that I will miss out on it. Do you think they're going to play Kikuchi anymore? No, he's done. There's no way. You can't. He's so awful. Like it, Stripling's back now, and Mitch White pitched really well, so you can now run Gosman, Barrios, Manoa, Mitch White, and Ross Stripling. Because uh, could you... I know I asked you this in Toronto, but we're on the podcast, so I'll ask again. Could you not make Kikuchi a left-handed option in the bullpen, or is he just so weak on those first innings he's in that it doesn't make the juice worth the squeeze? I think he can be a guy you start throwing into games when you're getting blown out or if you're blowing someone else out and it's like the eighth inning, you're like, okay, we could probably just toss him in here to get us outs and to throw strikes. But the issue is right now he's not throwing strikes. And right now his big problem is he can't keep the ball in the park. It's not like teams are just like hitting him. It's not like teams are racking up like eight doubles a game. Like they are smoking the ball over the fence against him. So I don't think you can trust him in any situation. Have they sent him down at all this season? He went on the IL with uh, neck strain, which is Major League Baseball code for, wow, you really suck right now. We're going to skip your next two starts. Okay. And then he went down to Buffalo, pitched in a rehab game, and was like, okay, like looks like he maybe figured it out. And his first two starts back like weren't terrible. Fell apart again. So, yeah, mm. they, they can't start him again if they want to make the playoffs at least. It's wild. With Good times. The Jays. Yeah. Betting on the Jays. Mm-hmm. Not so fun. Mm-hmm. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Liam, last week, you gave us footy picks. Three of them. And? I went two for one. Two Yeah, two for three, I guess. I got one wrong. That's what I'm trying to say. 
Aston Villa didn't beat Bournemouth. That was a little silly of me. First home game for the promoted team. The Berlin game, did you guys catch it? No. Yeah, I was watching it. <laughs> Hell of a game. Union Berlin won. And then what was the other one I had? I can't even remember what it was exactly. But it hit, whatever it was. Oh, it was Newcastle, I think. So this week, we're going back to it. But I don't have as many this week. But my first one, I'm taking Crystal Palace at home on Saturday. Plus 150 over Aston Villa. Palace have had two very tough games to start the season. They played well against Arsenal. And then they got a draw against Liverpool on Monday night. That was a good one. So we'll take them plus 150. And then the other one I'm going to take is West Ham at home against Brighton plus 125. West Ham, again, a bit of a tough start. Played Man City first game of the season. Couldn't really do much against them. And then they played Nottingham Forest in their first home game in the Premier League in like 23 years. So fans were on their side. Plus they hit the bar three times, had a penalty saved, and had two shots cleared off the line. So... We'll take them at plus 125 as well. All right. There you go. Two and one last week. Looking to build on that. I like the idea of tracking these because you're a big soccer guy now. You're obviously doing kicked back with Caroline. Yeah. So I'm watching a lot of these games. So I have a pretty good idea of where teams are at, I think. Hopefully that's uh, not famous last words. One next week and I come back and I'm... (laughs) Two and three, two and four in the season. <laughs> you're plugged in, though. You know what you're talking about. I know about what I'm talking point. about. At least I think I know what I'm talking about. So we'll see. But big question is TFC tonight. New England Revolution, Tyler. You bet on them the last time they played the Revolution. Oh, well, then they're due. What are we looking at? 118 at home. So if you do, let's do this quickly. New- Toronto at home was 118. Then we'll do the over two goals. For TFC or both teams? Both teams combined. So over two goals. Over two goals. And then we'll go on the corners. Whoa, you're loading her up. Let's just do seven. Over seven. Plus 210. Hmm. May as well. That's nice. Yeah, why not? I think you'll enjoy that. I think I will too. That's tonight at uh, 430 Mountain. Yeah, there you go. I'm uh, a massive TFC guy now, so I will also jump I'm actually going to bet on this game. Like, I'm not even just saying that for the sake of pod content. I'm actually going to... There's something about just being in an arena for a game when they give you a good memory like that that I'm actually kind of like, ah, I could I could sit down and watch a TFC game, yeah. I think, on TV. I'm we pretty entertaining. They were. they got a good team, yeah. so... The one team I like watching in MLS. I'm I'm starting to, and it's, it's kind of interesting how this happens, and it shows you how you can build a sport in a country. Ever since the Canadian men's team did what they did and going in person mm-hmm. to watch that, seeing it in person was a big changer for me because you get so much more of an appreciation for the sport. Um, I'm also playing in my own co-ed soccer league. Yes, now. goaltender. No, goaltender one game. Oh, okay. Gave up three goals. We lost 3-1. Not ah. great. Second game, played my first ever game as like out yep. as a player. I wore my baseball cleats bit different (laughs) yeah at one point the ref was like you shouldn't be doing that that's really bad i was like ah well whatever that's what i got scored a hat trick no how bad was it really i could have scored six too they put me at striker because i was like guys i don't know where to stand i don't know what to do so they were like just play striker kick the ball in the net and i was like sure i scored a hat trick so there you go take the over on your m truck goal props in his co-ed soccer league Yeah, next time you're looking for that um but anyways like that's gotten me into soccer like i actually like when we were watching the tfc game like I'm starting to understand for the first time in my life because I've never played before, mm-hmm. never followed it, don't come from a soccer family or anything. I'm starting to like follow the strategy and like start to understand like when a play's developing, I can be like, oh shit, I think I know what's about to happen here. I probably haven't it's watched great. football this closely since I lived in England or at least the first couple of years in Canada. And last weekend, I watched every single Premier League game, which was oh 10. 
And then I watched um, a La Liga game, which is in Spain. And then last night I watched two Italian games. And I cannot get enough of it. Good for you. Yeah. Back to your yeah, roots, I say. It's just like watching TV. Like it's just like binging a TV show. Like before that is the, true. The yeah. week before, I was just binging the boys. And oh, that's such a great show. Great show. And now I'm done season two on that one. So I do have to binge that again, but I've just been enjoying it. I like that. That's great. Yeah, Doing your research. May as well. Kicked back. When does that go up? Uh, new episode was yesterday. And then there's another one tomorrow. So Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yep. There you go. Speaking of TV shows that we're binging. Yes. Oh, yes. Finally. There are a lot of people that will turn this off, but I have a good NFL football rant I'm going to do in a couple minutes. So stay around for that. But we are all big time Big Brother fans. Yep. The American reality show. House season's guests, great. Season's great. House guests locked in a house, no connection to the outside world, no phones, no newspapers. They can't even read books in there. They are isolated in this house. They compete in competitions every week. You vote someone off. That's the gist of the show if you never heard of it. Uh, you can bet on who's going to win. I, I have those. it up right now. Can you bet on who's going to finish like second and stuff like that too? Like All I have is winner wins. and America's favorite. Ooh, okay. So we'll, we'll get to both of these. What I want to do is quiz you guys, because mm-hmm. you're both all caught up on the season here. Yep. Big episode tonight. Big episode tonight. Big veto tonight. Mm. Who do you think are the top three in terms of the odds board on Big Brother? There are, someone is at plus 180, and then there's two at plus 450. I say the favorite has to be Michael. I think Michael's the favorite, too. Has to be. It he, is. He's plus 180. Okay. He's winning too much right now. He's has he lost the veto? He hasn't lost a veto if he's played that. <laughs> like he's going That's hard crazy. in the paint early. Yeah. I think he said it on last week's episode. I, was like, oh, I should probably stop winning these for a couple of weeks yeah, and uh, move on. Put up the gas. Okay. So I think, hmm, I think it's between three guys for the top three. I actually don't think any girls are up there. Um, I'm gonna say Turner's a top three. Oh, sorry, is he in the top three of? Give me, give me who you think. Who are, Turner. Who are th- Turner's my vote for second. And who do you think's third? Joseph. Okay. I'm going to reverse those. I'm going to say Joseph two, Turner three. They're both, both two and three are tied at plus 450. It's Joseph and Monty. And, Monty. and Turner's uh, right behind them at yeah. plus 500. Where's a, who's Turner that? would be my bet right now. I might actually sign. I might I, bet on this. I like Turner, but my thing is with him. So he's not, he doesn't like Jasmine, if you guys haven't noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the saltiness is amazing. That's eventually, so I feel like that might expose a little bit of him in the house. Unless later he can get on her out. Game. If he can get her out, yeah. Um, and who, she doesn't, I don't think she knows he dislikes her that No, much. I don't think so either. Um, who's the highest girl? Is it Taylor? Taylor plus 650. And who's last? Let me guess. Terrence or Brittany? Indy, eight, oh, 80 yeah, to 1. Indy's dry toast. Uh, yeah, Indy, Terrence is 50 to 1. Jasmine, 28 to 1. Alyssa, 25 to 1. Brittany, 22 to 1, and then Taylor, 6.5 to 1. I would have thought Terrence was dead last, to be honest. I love Big T from the south side of Chicago. Do you, uh, what does he call it? DJ himself? Showtime. DJ, DJ Showtime. <laughs> Who do you think's the odds-on favorite? Minus 250 is their odds to be America's favorite house guest. Um, now, this is house guests who have left as well, right? This yeah, it can be everybody. anyone. Like Paloma's on the board here. Pooch is on the board, too. 100 uh, to 1. Got to be Pooch, right? Yeah, you got to go Pooch. <laughs> I think... I got a feeling it's Kyle, but also I, I do think it's Michael for one as well. I'm going to say, hmm, I'm trying to think of who's been interesting enough on the show that people might like a lot. I've, now that I think about it, maybe Taylor is just because she's had to 
deal with so much crap. That's a good pick. Yeah. That's a good pick. The, uh, yeah, the bullying, early season bullying mm-hmm. probably popped her up. I like Taylor as the pick. It did. It is? Yeah. She's minus 250. Michael's in second at plus 550. So who's the worst odds? Is it Nicole or it, Daniel? Uh, Paloma and Daniel and Pooch. Ah. All 100 I really didn't like Paloma when she was in the house, to be honest. She kind of led that thing against Taylor and then had to leave for mental health reasons. So yeah. it, was a, uh, it was a tough run. It was a tough run for her. Shout um, out to our boy Pooch, though. So anyways, know? if we had to <laughs> yes. bet, if we had to bet on who's going to win, is Turner your pick at 5-1? to one? Kyle at 6.5-1 to one isn't bad either. But... Yeah, because I think eventually, ah, do you know, I don't think Monty is going to win because I think he's way too loyal to his his leftover group mm-hmm. that eventually he's just going to get backdoored. Like when a double eviction comes, if he doesn't, well, actually there's that massive there's, there's twist, twist isn't now. It? Yeah, and that's going to fuck with the game. I uh, think they'll get Monty out and Michael out before they try and get like a Joseph or a, Turner. a Turner out. I'm pretty sure I said on Real Life yesterday, my pick would be Joseph, I think. He's good and he he's doesn't good. anything. He's kind of flowing between both sides of the yeah. house. He's yeah. jacked. So you know, like when the physical contests come up later, he's gonna do all right. I like him a lot. I said at the start of the show when I was watching, it, I said, "Oh, this guy." At first, I was like, "Oh, I didn't like one him, of these yeah. guys again." Yeah, yeah. And then he like came on and said, "Oh, this guy's not bad. I like him." I'm I'm glad Daniel's gone. Yeah, he was so annoying. He was he was a loser. Yep. And Nicole rubbed me the wrong way after she took Taylor the wrong way, and mm-hmm. I'm on the I'm on the Terrence train now. I can see Terrence if the veto goes the way it should this week, like. I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up in like top three just because who's there's always why? someone dog shit in top three. Always, always. I, I could see him floating in there. Yeah, me too. Like, I hope Indy goes pretty soon because I think she's super annoying. I think Jasmine's annoying. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there you go. Um. All right. Good. That was our big brother betting talk for the week. I'm happy we got that in. Uh, back to sports. We are 22 days away from the beginning of the NFL season. Whoop, whoop. I'm very excited. It's going to be great. I'm attending an NFL game in person this year. I'm very excited to bet on that. First I've, one, right? Uh, no, I've been to NFL games. But my okay. first ever Bills game, which I'm oh, excited for. Right. Um, people who do their fantasy drafts incredibly early confuse the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. I've never, like, people, it'll be like two months till the season. And people are like, oh, like, doing your studying and whatever is fine. But even mock drafts that early, I'm always like, why? What's, like, eh, bah. Wait till it's closer to the season when you actually have an idea of how training camps have played out and injuries. Mine's on the 31st. That's good. It's eight after the preseason because the last preseason game is on the 28th. So we'll know injuries. We'll know who's won jobs. We'll know all that stuff. The same, like early fantasy drafts, dumb, dumb, dumb. Betting on season long bets right now is almost equally as dumb, in my opinion. (laughs) Yes, you maybe get a line that might shift by, you know, 10 or 20 cents or whatever. Who cares? Can you imagine if you bet on Kenny Pickett to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, then he tore his ACL in the last in the second last preseason game, or he bumped his shoulder in practice and had to miss the first two or three weeks? Like even something like that. Like I, I am going to wager on Josh Allen winning MVP this year. That's a plan of mine. I'm also going to go heavy on Bills futures. I'm not doing any of that until three days before the start of the regular season, when I know he is healthy. I know all his weapons are healthy, and I know no one has been injured. It just, I don't understand the people who are already like locking in a bunch of bets. I like Christian McCaffrey as comeback player of the year at eight to one. I'm not betting on that shit till he's through the preseason and through the rest of training camp without any report of like, oh, his knee's nagging him or this is nagging him. Makes no sense. My advice to you wait until two days, put the money in your account. Sure, that's fine. Wait until two days before the season starts. I'm with you. Like, I know we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago when I had some picks, but if you think I'm making those picks right now, you, uh, I've got another thing coming, my friend. 
They have not been touched since. Write them down. Get a Google did, sheet yeah. going, which is what I do for my season long bets. Golf. How many touchdowns will Terrell Owens get this year? Mm. Get your popcorn ready, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> That's, remember that when that ran forever when he signed up the Bills because mm-hmm. they played those games in Toronto? Um, but anyways, that's the rant I wanted to, to end the bulk of the podcast with was don't bet on season long shit early. It just makes no sense. Like I Especially would rather football too. Like I, when I think of the contact sport, like football and joints. Yeah. How easy is it to knock a knee or a whatever out in that sport? You know? Yeah. Honestly, I remember one year, the reason we do our draft later now is because one of my buddies wanted to do it a week before week four started in the preseason. And Jordy Nelson tore his ACL and oh. was out for the season. And someone mm. drafted him like late first round and they were pissed. And it's like, well, you wanted to do it this way. Like, so now logic has taken over and mm-hmm. it's been pushed back. And you should do that with your bets too. How do you like to, what's your go-to fantasy draft setup? Because we're debating this in my fantasy group chat right now. We have a couple of guys, or we have one guy that's out of town, but we're not really concerned about him. We are either going to do it at someone's house online or we're going to like rent a room at a bar and like set, saddle up at the bar. Um, well, the last couple of years, we always used to do it in person, but then a couple COVID. of people moved out of town and COVID and stuff. So now we just do it on a Zoom call. Oh, that's not bad. Like everyone joins a Zoom. I'll like Some people will come over to my place and my dad's in my league. So me and my dad will do it with like a couple of guys and we'll just put a big camera on and go ahead and do it. But I always do the draft order live on Facebook. But not this shit because we're in a dynasty league, so it's a bit different. But I would recommend a, a good Zoom call or even a Discord is pretty good too. Oh, yeah, you can do the live chat and the live thing, and that can yeah. be like your fantasy football chat for the year too. Hmm. Do you play fantasy football? No. Maybe we should do a, an office one. We do a uh, real life one we can get you in on. Okay, I'm in. The problem is when I play fantasy sports of any kind, doesn't matter what sport, I'll set something and then I forget I'm doing this. But see, that's the nice part. So like fantasy hockey drives me nuts because you have to check it every day. Fantasy baseball, you got to check it every day. The nice thing about fantasy football is you set one lineup a week. Yeah, that would probably be better for me because I never remember that. It's when you get, if you get into it and you like have a league where you've put in a little bit of money and like you care about it, it's actually, it's without a doubt, this isn't like a hot take. It's without a doubt the best fantasy sport because it's once a week and your games happen on Granted, Thursday, Monday nighter, but Sunday. You're just watching on Sunday. Yeah. You have your one. I, I'm a big fan of not doing a lot of leagues. Like, I know guys who do, like, 15 leagues, and I'm like, how? That's you're, too much. You're cheering for everyone. Like I, I do two at the most, and one of them I typically just don't care about. Yeah. The other yeah. one, like, my main one is the one I'm cheering for, and then I look. I set my lineup on both, and I check on Tuesday the other league. I'm like, oh, nice. This guy was on my team, and I got a touchdown from yeah. him. But the one is the focus, and it's funny because – the other leagues you spend so much time thinking about because you have to like look at it every single day. Yeah. And even though fantasy football is once a week, I probably spend more time on that than any of the other ones. More invested in it, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. See, I could probably see myself doing NFL DK this year. Mm, that so, is good. So if I want to play on a Sunday, I can. Yeah. Or if I don't, then I just don't. That's fair, too. Because like, I like watching the NFL. It, yeah. it, to me, the NFL is really nice because, like, I don't really necessarily have an allegiance to anyone specifically, and I just get to enjoy the sport for what it is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'll probably play a little DK this year. I think the NFL is the only league. So I'm a Detroit Lions fan, so it's miserable all the time. Um, but it's the only league that I can cheer for a team so heavily but still enjoy watching other games. Mm. Like in hockey, yeah. I would never watch like, the Minnesota Wild play. As someone like that. You would never sit down and be like, oh, Blue's Wild tonight? Yeah. I'll go for it. All give right. Me, give me some cappers off versus Tarasenko. Yeah, yeah, but then you're like, okay, Detroit played at 11. It's like, oh, nice. Now we have LA versus Kansas or something like I that. I would also argue, though, that that's a product of the schedule being shorter. 
Yeah, yeah, that's probably if, fair. If there was only 18 or 17 hockey games per team every year, and they like all happened on Saturday, I would argue that you'd probably sit down and watch the afternoon and late slate as well. If you're I guess it's you know what? Soccer. 100% Tyler's right, because now I'm thinking back to, remember the bubble playoffs when you could basically watch hockey from 9 a.m. until 11 at night? Yeah. I watched I, a lot of hockey. Yeah, I did the most hockey too, I've ever watched. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair. It's Well, it's kind of similar to the World Juniors, I suppose, when that's on at Christmas in August, and it's more you're more invested around the Christmas time, mm-hmm. and you're like, games on tv and you're watching it it works so much better than christmas just because that's the two-week dead zone when nobody's doing anything yeah yeah it's funny because nhl kind of just goes out the window for all these junior players we've just heard about once a year yeah the draft yeah (laughs) the national icons all of a sudden it's good all right let's wrap this thing up by uh building a little parlay here for uh for today's major leagues of baseball slate i'm putting tfc on mine Really? Should we make an MLS one? Well, I okay, I like so TFC to win minus one eighteen okay. or minus yeah. If you want to do that one, I will go with. I'm going with that. Yeah, I'm I'm big in TFC tonight. Okay, I'll are take, we doing MLS? Yeah, why not? All right, I'll take the um, New York City minus two twenty three against Charlotte. Hmm. You're just you're just juicing up that TFC bet a little. I don't hate that. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go. I'll keep it a casual leg for the for the sandwich this week. Okay. So in the TFC game against New England, I'm just going to go both teams to score. There you go. All right. I think I like that. I like to. I think we need to improve the record of the sandwiches. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna tell us a really casual little leg of a parlay in there. So we got TFC both teams to score parlayed with New York in MLS action. Paying out a nice plus three eighty one. There you go. There you go. I'm happy about this one. Yeah, Let's do it. I'll be happy when he wins. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Me too. All right. That's going to do it for another episode of BLT Bets. I'm excited to get this going a little bit more consistently now that football's around the corner, hockey's coming back, and we're now a footy pod. Oh, yeah. And Big the Big Brother guys. odds. 100%. Mm. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you again next week. Cha-ching. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.